Welcome to the Business Finishing School Podcast. Stop the insanity. Eliminate the chaos. Bring simplicity, probability, and leverage as operating values into your business and personal life so you can do more, earn more, and improve your relationships. This is Business Growth Simplified. Here's your host, Business Finishing School founder, Rick Sapio. All right, everyone, this is Rick Sapio. I am excited. We have a member of the program who's been in the program for almost eight years, Marjorie Wildcraft. She's one of our most successful students. Actually, anybody who does the work and does the modules is a successful student. We, we hear feedback from so many people. Marjorie, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, Rick. Yeah, and, and I, I will say, you know, you've laid it all out, and it, it makes a huge world of difference, and it's but it's just such a great, it's a blueprint and it works if you really, if you really put it in practice. So tell everybody when you started, what the name of your business is and what your catalyzing statement is. Um, we, the, the business was started in 2009. I started the business finishing school about 2012. The name of the company is the Grow Network Incorporated. And um, our catalyzing statement is homegrown food on every table where uh, our you know, our, our purpose is to stop the destruction of the earth and uh, be a homegrown food on every table. Yeah, I remember at one of the boot camps, I believe, you came up with a homegrown meal on every table and that, you know, kind of stopped everyone in their tracks. That's exactly what a catalyzing statement is supposed to be. It's supposed to emotionally hook with people. And prior to the call when we were setting up, you had mentioned that since you've joined Business Finishing School, your revenue is up. 10 times is that accurate yeah that's that's pretty much it you know prior to business finishing school i was at a like it was like the glass ceiling they talk about <laughs> it didn't have anything to do with women it was just you know i was just having a hard time breaking out of like you know 125 127 sometimes i got up to 140 or 147 but i just could never get past that threshold of that much income and uh, now yeah we're we're doing uh you know one point like a one and a quarter million per per year and really set every year we've been growing by about 10 percent in the last few years so it's it's just made it's it's night and day night and day difference between the business that i was running you know prior to bfs and and now why do you think business owners like to complicate things (laughs) well yeah that's a dang good question isn't it yeah, I don't know. I, and, and simplicity is something I just keep working on and continue to work on and continue to work on. And, it, you know, you get to one level and then you go, oh, I could, I could cut that out too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's interesting. Uh, we tell people just to add water, just do the program. And I love when I'm mm-hmm. on the phone with somebody who's just doing it and you're up 10x and your life is simpler. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is I think that you took the catalyzing statement exercise seriously. And you're one of the people that once you discovered what it was, you kept focused on it. When I see you online, I I see that catalyzing statement over and over. It brings a smile to my ear, to my face, not my ears. Um, So I want to talk now about something that prompted this podcast. We have a module in the program called the 5200% rule, how to consistently hire and attract talent. And part of the module 
if you're following it step by step is to send an email out to your community that says who do you know like this and you're looking to hire somebody and, and morgan got the email and he said wow someone's actually following our protocols here they're following the program and they're actually putting the email that you suggested so tell us about the 5200% rule how has it worked for you what are you doing and what difference has it made yeah it's i i would say being able to have a team has, is the critical fundamental difference in my business and i'm not alone in that I, there was some survey done a little while ago like 70% of the top CEOs or venture capitalists, and they say, what do you think is a tribute to the success of a venture? Do you think it's the product or the marketing or the capitalization? And they all said, no, it's the, it's the management team. Uh, it's the people. And I, you know, I live by that. Uh, and having, having a team of people that are fully aligned um, and that are really, you know, extraordinary and competent and capable, like I, I'm just a total believer in the 52% rule. It's, it really is night and day difference between hiring somebody who's a B player versus somebody who's an A player. And you don't have to pay the A players that much more, actually. Um, and you get, you get so much more out of it, and your company is just so much more enjoyable to run. <laughs> it's really fun. You know, I'm around people that I love and that are doing great. I will say I'll tell, tell a story of when I first got into the – business finishing school, the reason I was having such a hard time breaking out of the revenue caps that I was in was because it was just me by myself with a few contractors. And I was really struggling with with building a team. And I, I would say that of anything, that's the most important thing I've gotten out of the business finishing school. And I remember the first, I went to the first boot camp and I had only done a couple of the modules and I heard about that in module 10. And I said, Rick, <laughs> you came by the table and I was like, Rick, I've got to have that module. And you said, you can't have it, Marjorie. You have to do the other modules first. And I said, no, please, I've got to have it. You know, and he said, no. And uh, after doing the other modules, I completely understand why. Because you don't just go out and hire and retain people. There's all these other pieces that you need to put in place. And, you know, you really teach that excellently. Um, you know, having, having a catalyzing statement that's real compelling and having a mission that's real clear uh, good people want to work in organizations where they know what they're working for and why they're working. And that's like almost one of the most fundamentals. I was going to say one of the quotes directly out of the implementation guide is in a recent poll, and this is a Gallup poll of 5 million people, 60% of employees in America are either disengaged with their jobs or are working against their very own company. Only 40% are considered engaged employees. It is your duty to find the best employees who love serving your clientele and to put them in jobs that align with their abilities while maintaining systems to help them stay engaged in their jobs. The interesting sidebar to that uh, Gallup poll is that when they went and interviewed the people who, uh, you know, hated their companies, they said, what would make you love your job? And the responses were very uh, straightforward. I, I want to know what the company stands for. I want to know what my responsibilities are what the objectives are of my role and what the objectives are of the business. Real simple, straightforward stuff that every business should know. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, another cornerstone of that, which, which is also one of the modules is, is management by objectives. You know, how do you set that up? So they know exactly what they're supposed to do. And then I also, of course, incorporate uh, the five different ways to compensate people to, you know, to, to keep them engaged and retained and, and, and long-term 
So, yeah. yeah. And, just, <laughs> and just so people know, the five ways that we encourage every uh, company to pay every employee is a base living wage, a base salary, so to speak. Not, you know, this hourly part-time stuff, it doesn't always work. And then, of course, you've got the next thing, which is benefits. People want to stay with you for a long time, but they need benefits. Great companies pay benefits. And if you don't think you can afford benefits, I would say then you probably aren't getting the top quality employee. The third way to pay everybody is long term, something long term. If you're here for 10 years, we'll give you a bonus or we'll buy you a, uh, an insurance policy or we'll uh, take, uh, buy you a ticket for a cruise or whatever, something long term that gets people staying with you. The next thing is a company-wide bonus for everybody. It's the same thing for everybody. It's something like at the end of the quarter, if the company achieves its objectives, everybody gets $500. So everybody's pulling the chariot in the same direction. And then lastly, something that's individual to that person, to their role. So you know, if you're talking about a salesperson, uh, if you achieve your sales numbers, you'll get a bonus of X uh, or you'll get a percentage of the profit that you generate. And you can put those five pieces uh, in any pay plan with any type of employee. And I've seen it done in all types of situations. So you're incorporating all five of those. Yeah, absolutely. I will say benefits. You know, I know most people immediately think of mental, dental and medical and all that. And, uh, and one interesting slant with the Grow Network is, um, you know, actually the benefits we have, because, uh, you know, the health system is not something that we really advocate being involved with. Um, you know, we offer uh, one hour a day uh, is valid company work to be working into growing your own food and, and having your own garden and chickens and taking care of your, your food production. Another benefit is, uh, you know, access to all the latest cutting edge information on, you know, homesteading, growing your own food, becoming more self-reliant. Uh, and then also when we're, whenever we get new products in, I say I need, I need, uh, I need samples for all my team. So all my team is always getting to play with the new stuff. So benefits can be a lot more than just the cut and dried, um, you know, medical stuff that most people think of health insurance. So uh, just to put that out there, you may, you, you may have benefits for them that are not, not even going to cost you anything. Yep. I love that. So you're aligning your benefit system with what the company stands for. And what she's talking about normal situations are we use a PEO, professional employment organization, which offers, you know, 401k and all the normal uh, medical type benefits that you would expect. And, you know, it's almost like you're working for a massive Fortune 500 company when you use a PEO. If you don't know what that is, you can Google it. Uh, we use a company called Trinet. There's nothing in it for us, but that's who we use. They're New York Stock Exchange traded. Uh, but you could also be like Marjorie and align your catalyzing statement and your purpose with your benefits. And you seem to have attracted a, uh, a very unique uh, uh, employee base, people that grow their own food. That's amazing. So we often it, say that it, the, right, the, yeah, the right catalyzing statement attracts emotionally the right people and it's working for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll also say, you know, having people grow food is a really great filter for employees in general, regardless of what industry you're in. Because, you know, people who are growing food are generally, they're much more methodical and conscientious because you are not going to be a random, spontaneous person in the gardening. That just doesn't happen. Um, there are also people that have patience 
uh, see, you know, you plant a garden, you're talking about usually two to three months before you're going to produce anything. We plant trees that could be anywhere from five to 10 years. So you have people that have a long-term commitment and are demonstrating that in their life. And then they're generally going to be healthier. Um, and people who eat better food, you know, there's reams and reams of studies that show that when you're eating high quality food, you're, you're sharper, you're, you're more confident, capable, um, you know, there's you know, sort of all around much better employees. So, you know, I kind of stumbled into that because that is my business. But it turns out to be just an excellent filter anyway for, for hiring for any industry. I love it. So can you at a high level explain to everyone when you're following Module 10, uh, the 5200% rule, how to consistently hire and attract talent? So that's Module 10 and BFS. Can mm -hmm. you at a high level explain how, uh, how you follow that and what you do? Sure. You know, the process, yeah, and we have a, a pretty well-written-out process. So first of all, as I go out to my networks and uh, I say, hey, this, I, well, no, actually, first of all, I come up with a very specific job description that's a one sheet that outlines who it is we're looking for, what, what, we, what we're looking for them, and what they'll get out of it. Uh, and so we're very clear, and I even put the salary on the paper because I don't know sense in going back and forth with questions. I mean, you know what you're going to pay this person put it out there, right? Uh, and then I start putting that out through my networks. And I have found over time that putting something up on like Craigslist or, you know, the Indeed or the, all these other different monster boards, generally you are not going to get a lot of good candidates from that. And the other problem with that is you're look, those are people that are looking for a job. And a lot of time A players are not looking for jobs. Usually jobs come to them uh, and they 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 usually aren't first of all they're never unemployed <laughs> so you know those, that's the wrong place so you need to look in your networks uh you know right. ask people and good people good people uh, refer good people right i need to throw something in right now this is common uh a common mistake that everyone makes and i bump into this myself occasionally is when you ask somebody do you know anybody uh, that could fill this role, their brain goes like this. And, it ha and you have to catch people, they go, who do I know that's looking? Who do I know that hates their job? Who do I know that hates their boss? Who do I know that wants a change? And those types of people that your brain scans are the worst kind of people. What you, what you actually need to ask your friends and your network is, who do you know that's kicking ass in their job? And you oh, wanna try yeah. to pry them loose. Yeah. Because someone who's kicking ass in their job is someone who's not a complainer. They're very positive. They're very motivated. But peep, the people that complain about their boss or their company or their job, I hope everyone's listening carefully to this, uh, those people that complain are the ones that aren't doing enough to make the situation better. So they're, they're victims. They're not uh, the motivated people that you want. That's true. Yeah. So that's why asking your, your network, and um, I ask, you know, my network, I also go out to, we have an online community, so I ask my online community, and then I also go out to aligned communities, like there's a Facebook group in Texas for gardeners, and I post it up there because those are people that are already gardening, right, and growing food, and that's actually one of the criteria we have. In the one sheet, when I say, you know, apply, I'll say send your resume in docx format to this email address. And um, that can eliminate like 
70% of your work right there because people who just send in, we call it the PDF rule. Anybody who sends in a PDF when I specifically ask for DocX, I just don't even look at their email or respond to them in any way. It tells me right from the very beginning that they aren't able to follow directions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and why do you yeah, want a DocX as opposed to a PDF? Just because resumes are most commonly put out in PDF. Oh, and you mean you I'm want really, a PDF, not a DocX, the other way around. Yeah, no, no, gotcha. I, want, I want a DocX instead of a PDF because I want something that's just a little bit different but real common just to see if they're paying attention. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I also it, ask them to reply with a subject line. Like, for example, I'm looking for administrative assistance now. It'd say uh, administrative assistance <laughs> dash your name. And so that's another thing I can look at. Do they, did they put the right subject line in there? And so right away from the very beginning, the very first contact they have with me, I'm starting to look at, so me personally, I need to be surrounded by a lot of uh, detail-oriented people because it's not my nature. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I need to have them. And, and the work I do, you know, we're a distributed company. We, we're all in Texas, but we're all over Texas. And there's no water cooler. Um, and you have to be very, very clear and specific in your communications when you run a distributed company. It's very different from when everybody is meeting together in the office. So um, how they communicate is super important. Another thing I look at, uh, how did they label their resume? Was it just resume.docx or was it, you know, James Smith, 2020, January 1, docx, right? Um, you know, they're, they're giving you a lot of information right from the beginning. And often just looking at those first few things, I can immediately X out about 70% of the resumes that come in uh, just based on that. Mm -hmm. So uh, just to give you an idea of the scope of this, normally I need to get about 100 candidates in to get it down to about 20 or 25 of them that I'm really excited about that, that meet some of the first brush parameters. Mm -hmm. And once I've got them, I ask them to make a simple video, just a Short video, I ask them like a couple of questions, like why do you want this position? What, what one perk would motivate you like no other? Please keep it reasonable. And what's a dream or a goal that you have for yourself in your life? And we say this is not, you don't need to edit it. You don't need to be dressed up. We're not looking at your video editing skills. We're just wanting you to get a sense of who you are. You can do it on your phone and then put it as an unlisted video on YouTube and give us the link. We promise we won't broadcast it. But that, you know, we can then get a little sense of who they are personally um, from those. And from those, you know, we're continually weaning people out. Um, uh, if people respond saying, oh, I want this position because I just really need to pay off all my loans. I'm kind of like, that's, you know, like, no, we don't, we don't need that person, you know. Mm -hmm. So then we have just a series of uh, telephone conversations, and these are conversations. Some people go, oh, my God, you know, you have three or four different appointments with them. Why do you make it so long and drawn out? And first of all, these are all the conversations you need to have. And second of all, I want to see the consistency. So a lot of people can get it together for the first phone call or the second phone call, but are they consistently there on time, you know, and, and following directions? throughout the whole process. You'd be surprised how many people I was so excited with in the beginning and then they didn't show up for the second phone call or something, you know? And, here, and here's something interesting about this uh, point. You know, there's about four or five steps in the interview process here and with you. 
And I always find it interesting when someone says, man, you have so many steps in the interview process. And there really isn't that many, which is interesting, but don't you want to work for a company that's careful who they hire? Um, it shocks me that people would go take their career and their livelihood and their time and invest it with someone who would hire them on one interview. I have a, a friend who's got an MBA from Stanford, and this is about two years ago now. I'll never forget, I met him for lunch, and uh, he was excited. He said, hey, I just, I'm just working for a new healthcare company. I said, really, how'd you find the job? He goes, it was really strange. Uh, they found me on LinkedIn, they did a phone interview, and they, inter and they hired me the next day. And I said, Ooh. that'll last a month. And he said, how did you know that? And I said, because any company that would call you on LinkedIn and hire you in a $200,000 a year position in one call is not going to work out. Turns out that they were uh, putting together a team in Dallas and they hired 12 people all in one phone call. And none of the 12 worked out more than one month. So, you know, I, I want to be working for a company that, first of all, sought me out tried to talk me out of the position I'm in. And then once they even talked me out of it, they put me through a grueling process. Those are always the best situations. That's, that's exactly it. And there's conversations you want to have with them. And each phone call we have is different on one of them. We dig dive deep into their resume, really get to know their background on the next one. We go into what a whole bunch of our, you know, we kind of open the kimono on the Grow Network and what we're doing and what our exciting projects are, what we're, you know, we're trying to sell them on it. Then we have another one on logistics and what it looks like to work here, what, you know, the meetings you'll be expected to attend, you know, all this stuff. And then the five methods of compensation and all the, all this stuff. So there's a series of conversations you just want to have with people. I mean, like, that's all the information you would want to both know about each other. And I will, going back to that hiring somebody and having them leave in a month, you had told me when I first um, got into the school that, you know, a, a hiring mistake is a, is about a half a million dollar mistake. I just started laughing. I was like, I don't even make a half a million dollars. It couldn't possibly be a half a million dollar mistake, you know. And well, anyway, I would tell you, it, it, it really is. And, you know, their salary of what you're paying them is actually a small part of the lost opportunity cost or the wrong direction that, 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 that director of marketing took you or, you know, um, how much your director of operations just pissed off the rest of your team. I mean, there are so many other consequences to a mishire than, than just the money you're paying them. But I totally get it. It's a half a million dollar mistake. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> plus, as you said at the beginning, an opportunity cost. The right hire, the very best hire might make you an extra couple of hundred thousand or a million dollars. You don't know. And so mm -hmm. it's always best to hire the best person. So I'm looking at the clock and I'm realizing that Morgan is saying, keep the calls to under 25 minutes. So we are doing okay. that. And Marjorie, you, you've been an incredible uh, member of the community and I love your no nonsense style. Uh, any final words as we wrap up this podcast? I just want to say thank you, Rick. I mean, really, the school that you've created there, you know, it's really cost effective and it absolutely works. It's just really well done. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in March, a couple of weeks from now. Amen. If couple anybody months. wants yeah. to come to the event. So it's BFSSummit.com. BFSSummit.com, March 6th to 8th here in Dallas. Uh, 6 to 8th. 6 to 8th. 
here in Dallas, we're having it again at the Marriott Quorum, which is a great convention hotel. And we, uh, most people come from way out of town, from the coasts. They fly in, they stay at the Marriott. They're fully present. They bring their spouse, their team. Some people bring their kids. The more the merrier because you'll all be speaking the same language, the language of business. Thank you once again, Marjorie. We love your energy. We love how committed you are to the program. And I wish you continued success. Oh, thanks, Rick. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Finishing School podcast, where we teach you business growth simplified. For more information on Business Finishing School or their Business Growth Summit event, visit businessfinishingschool.com.